You are listening to Jesus is Better, a podcast series presented by Church on Mill, where we discover in a momentary trial the eternal truth that Jesus is better. Hello, Church on Mill. Welcome to another Jesus is Better, the podcast. This is Chuck Newkirk and excited to be talking today with Gracie Turner. Hi, Gracie. Hello. Gracie and I work closely together on the church staff and just tons and tons and tons of things that go well at Church on Mill go well because they have uh, had your impact on them. So thank you. Well, thank you. And that would not happen without wonderful leaders to guide me. Mm-hmm. So that is attributed to you still. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Um, So today we want to think together about being derailed. That sounds encouraging. Definitely. Just like the train (laughs) that got derailed. Oh, yes. Yeah. We decided the topic of derailed for next week, literally one day before the train got derailed in Tempe. Gosh, that had not even crossed my mind. Yeah, it was really weird. That is weird. Uh, So... We're putting out uh, the week this podcast is, is uh, dropping. We're putting out content on the Jesus is Better webpage, which you manage and oversee and do such a great job editing everything that gets put up. Um, we're putting out different areas in which people might be feeling derailed right now. So yes. what do those include? So those are going to include being derailed spiritually, okay. which Nick Freiberger is going to write for yeah. us. So I really encourage you to go over there and read that. Um, When it comes out and there's going to be a prayer for being emotionally derailed, Mm -hmm. um, which I have no experience with, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, but uh, a member is going to write that for us. And then there's going to be two videos, two short Jesus is Better videos posted on YouTube. Um, I don't remember how those maybe derailed financially and and derailed physically. physically, That's it. Mm -hmm. So in this one, in this, in this, um, medium, we want to think together about derailed relationships. Yes. So if uh, you could picture that train um, derailed and on fire, <laughs> do you have relationships that feel like that? <laughs> That's what we're going to think about. Um, and maybe maybe a slightly less dramatic version of that would be uh, the train has uh, run out of, what does it run on? Coal? I think some run on coal. All right. I, maybe most do. I don't know, actually. Uh, but the train has no more juice. It can't go. Maybe you've got some relationships that just feel like they're stalled out, stuck. Mm-hmm. They're not moving. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not on fire, uh-huh. but, but they've kind of stalled out. So, um, Gracie, why might someone right now, especially, feel like some relationships have been derailed? Yeah, so anytime there's like a big event in someone's life, um, that event is a potential situation in which people are going to feel really distant from mm-hmm. their friends or their family, anyone they're having relationships with. Um, so if you think of like if some tragic thing happens to you or something traumatic or something um, that like happens just to you that your friends aren't a part of, mm-hmm. those times are times that your friends are going to not completely understand what you're going through. And so that is potential to feel really lonely and isolated. Um, And right now, in this pandemic, that has happened to everyone. So in a way, we can understand each other because we're all feeling um, similar things. Mm -hmm. But in another way, we totally can't because we all have our own perspectives. Mm -hmm. So 
I'm not sure there's one friend that I haven't disagreed with on something <laughs> during the pandemic. <laughs> um, and my experience is different from all of theirs because we all work in different places. Right. We all have different families. Um, and so there's a high potential that all of us are feeling at least some degree of being misunderstood huh. by the people that we feel close to right now. Yeah. And that's, um, that's really a, a step below the surface. Uh, on the surface, we have... Well, we're not with people like we normally are. Yes, that's a much, <laughs> yes, that's on the surface for sure. Yeah, and when we are with them, everybody seems, for the most part, a little bit nervous, mm-hmm. keeps their distance. Yes. Um, nobody's hugging. Mm-hmm. Um, fist bumps, high fives, handshakes, mm-hmm. and you know we weren't we weren't made to be um, out of physical contact with each other. Yes. Let alone. Uh, the the infrequency with which we can gather. So, yeah, it, you you did a great job of getting us below the surface immediately. Thank you. And then I think <laughs> on the surface, there's all kinds of reasons why relationships can feel harder right now. Absolutely. I mean, you walk into someone's house and you haven't seen them in a month and you expect it to just be so joyful. Um, and it is in, in its own way. Uh, but it's also really awkward yeah. and hard yeah. because you can't be normal with Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. and you've had this space and time in which you haven't been able to carry on the normal rhythms and so it just feels um like out of joint a little bit yeah um i'm i'm starting to see people every now and then that i haven't seen in four months Mm -hmm. and gosh it feels like uh i know you and we 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 share a commitment to christ Mm -hmm. and we're in the same church but it feels like gosh has has life moved on and yes. we've gone two separate ways yeah and it feels really sad it sucks mm-hmm. yeah so it just is kind of the thing in the air mm-hmm. and certainly this is better than um spreading covid like crazy and <laughs> contributing to to uh, death that doesn't mm-hmm. need to happen mm-hmm. absolutely but um not easy Mm-mm. certainly um so um as you think about relationships that might feel derailed right now, um, and those are kind of some circumstances around that, um, how have you seen just observation, people sort of dealing with that? Mm. <laughs> well, um, I think that everybody is dealing with it slightly differently. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I, I think some people... Um, have ended up reaching out to a lot of people they don't normally see. That's like one way that they deal with it. If their friends can't hang out with them, then they're getting closer with some other people, the people that they do see, um, which can be a really good thing. So people are getting closer with roommates um, or things like that. Um, So that's a positive way of dealing with it. Um, I know other people I think are just having trouble connecting in general. Um, If... If you can't see someone in person, it can feel really sad to FaceTime them mm. or call them mm. um, or text them. And so some people have, uh, it's kind of like an all or nothing perspective right. on right now. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, it's, it's actually really understandable because it feels really sad to see <laughs> someone over the phone when you're not used to having to see them that way. Um, so there's a lot of like more isolation happening. Um, and 
yeah, I don't, how have you seen it? I'm sure there's more ways. Well, I'd certainly agree with those. Um, maybe, maybe additionally, uh, there's, there seems to be kind of a, um, uh, you know, when you make a campfire and it, 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 you're just left with the embers mm -hmm. and it doesn't look big and flamey, mm -hmm. um, but it's when it's at its hottest. Mm -hmm. uh, it feels to me like there's a lot of relational strain mm -hmm. and that people um, are hot. Yes. And if you're not careful, you're going to get burned. Um, and, and I don't think that that's malicious, uh, um, intentional, willful. It's, it's, there's, there's a lot to feel frustrated about. And mm. there's a lot to have different opinions about. Mm -hmm. um, and there's not the ease of normal hanging out or, or the frequency of being around mm -hmm. each other. So, um, yeah, it feels to me like there, there's a lot of, a lot of embers that we got to be careful. Th those are good for making your s'mores on. They're not <laughs> so good for, for relationships. So maybe that's kind of one issue. I, mm -hmm. I think on the, the other end, um, uh, I'm, I'm a raging extrovert. Mm -hmm. uh, the more people around, the better all the time. <laughs> and so, you know, this has presented its own challenges for me in that way. But the introvert, uh, who's, you know, a genuine, genuine introvert, um, I, I've heard numerous times uh, some, some of those folks who I love uh, say, uh, yeah, this is no big deal. Um, I, w I, would, I wouldn't mind living like this all the time. <laughs> so that's funny. Um, and it's just uh, amazing how different God makes us. Yes. And being extroverted is not more holy than being introverted. Uh, so uh, it's just, just I think some people are, are genuinely fine, mm -hmm. uh, which is, uh, it's, just, it's just astonishing how different we are. Yeah, I think all of those people, like you said, the embers, I think um, even introverted people are still dealing with that too because what has happened is there's like this itty-bitty group of people that you are now spending mm -hmm. like right. all of your free time with. <laughs> yeah. um, so there, the introvertedness, I think, is like helped by a lot of the things going on, but also there's like this sense of... Um, I, I don't have a break um, yep. from people. Right. So I'm a, I bounce from person to person and that's how I enjoy my life. Um, and so it's been like really hard to uh, not be able to bounce mm. and just like have to kind of sit. <laughs> um, so I don't know if I'm an introvert or extrovert, but um, I definitely feel like it uh, has been difficult to um, not get fulfilled from all the places I would normally get fulfilled and instead really have to like root myself in like just my job people and then my roommate right. um, instead of really getting to you know have my laughs here and my um, my new cooking experiences right. here right. and all the different things I normally do yeah. so I could imagine how it would be hard for um, for any personality to, sure. to deal with some aspects sure. of right now. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and maybe perhaps what feels um, the most difficult is that there's just no end in sight. Yes. Um, you know, we're recording this on uh, July 30th, and uh, gosh, we, we just have absolutely no idea when uh, this will be better in such a way that it's... Um, it's loving and mm -hmm. wise to go about life as we knew it. Mm -hmm. And I do wonder in some way if 
um, life as we knew it won't be back. Mm-hmm. That um, in a way that, uh, you know, the September 11th uh, attacks changed the way air travel happens. I wonder if this will change in some ways, um, perhaps for the better, but in other ways, not so good. Mm-hmm. It'll change society. Um, so um, I'm thankful for, uh, for the church and the fact that we have a relational commitment to each mm-hmm. other um, that hopefully will be stabilizing uh, through all of this in the, in the middle of um, the different derailments we're experiencing. Yes, absolutely. Um, so if we, if, we, if we think about that some more maybe um, and press into the, the relationships that we have as a church family uh, that were made up of brothers and sisters in Christ, um, what do you think, uh, sister, that uh, would be good things for people to have in their minds as they think about, I'm not seeing people like I normally am, um, and when I am, um, I'm, you know, being dismissed in thirds in the auditorium and being mm-hmm. sent out on our own. What What do you think would be uh, some things that would be helpful for folks to be chewing on, processing, reminding themselves of as they think about our relationships with one another? Um, I think that at the beginning of this pandemic, something that Chuck said to me when I was having some frustration with somebody um, was we all need to just have our our gut reaction be grace right now and mm. nothing else because mm. <laughs> um, everyone is under um, like a really great amount of stress. Right. Um, so I think especially with our church family, um, our, our job is always to give them lots of grace uh-huh. and assume the best. Um, and the benefit of the doubt is something that we're always called to give. Um, but especially right now, um, we're going to have to be giving that on the regular, uh-huh. like maybe every hour <laughs> or so. Like you get a text from someone. It doesn't sound the way you want it to sound. You haven't seen them in a month. Right. And you then have a choice to let this text define your relationship hmm. for the next month hmm. because you're not going to see them. You're not going to talk to them more. Um, so are you going to let this interaction that you would have chosen to go differently are you going to let that be the basis of your relationship mm-hmm. with this brother or sister mm-hmm. in Christ? Mm-hmm. Um, or are you going to choose to remember all of the good and lovely things about them yep. that you know about them? Um, and are you going to choose to believe that um, this experience was, um, you know, something that isn't who they are? Uh-huh. Um, so that could be totally on them that they shouldn't have sent the text. Sure. That could also be totally on you. Like, Oh, I'm angry there wasn't an emoji with that. Like, <laughs> um, so, That would be some of the embers I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So it could be either way. Sure. But no matter which way it kind of leans, um, we have to make the choice to, to believe um, that this person uh, still loves us and that we still love them yeah. and that our relationship isn't so fragile that a text is going to hurt it. And that's just one example. It could go, there's a million other ways that could happen. Um, But that's probably the most common right now. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't actually remember the question. (laughs) That's not important. (laughs) Um, What about in those cases when there is an interaction that there there is some kind of issue um, and it calls on us 
to forgive as we've been forgiven in Christ. Any thoughts about that? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm a really emotional person. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, this means that I frequently have to either forgive people or understand that they didn't actually do anything wrong. Mm. Um, so it's often the second one. Mm. Um, but as I've kind of like walked through life, um, I've had a lot of really good examples of that, mm. of go. people who um, are able to not uh, judge their entire opinion of me based on one mm. emotional day. Right. Um, so I've been super thankful for that. Uh, so specifically chuck i mean there's probably been 12 times over the four years that we've worked together where i've just been ridiculous there's probably been way more than that but um where i have said things that i like would not have said any other day um and just kind of lashed out and the way that you've reacted to that has always been so positive so i would want to know like what's going on in your brain when when you have to deal with um somebody in your life who says things that you, uh, that they, I don't know how to say that, but I would, you, your reactions are how I would want to base my reactions. Hmm. So could I hear more about that? Hmm. That's, that's humbling. Um, uh, that I wasn't trying to tee that up. I know. Didn't, <laughs> didn't even cross, cross my mind. Um, I think, I think Gracie, that there's a lot of things that we can, we can think about and have in the forefront of our minds in terms of how we relate to each other. Um, maybe chief among them is w when when we're aware of our own weakness mm. and neediness and sinfulness, and it's not way in the back burner of our mind, but it's at the front in awareness of how God treats us mm -hmm. and the amount of patience and grace and mercy that has been extended to me mm. and the amount of um, times you use the number 12. Um, <laughs> I, I, there's certainly more than 12 times a day that God could choose to um, treat me very differently than he does because mm. of something else I've done mm -hmm. some issue I've taken with him over something that's happened mm. um, some way in which I've advanced uh, or thought principally about myself not his glory and so I think uh, it there's while there's tons of components to how do we react to one another in ways that are godly uh, probably the foundation of those is um, a, a reminder of who God is and how he treats us in Christ mm -hmm. And that Jesus is gentle and lowly, and that the Father um, freely dispenses love, mm -hmm. and that the Spirit is ever long-suffering mm -hmm. um, within. And so, um, gosh, if that's who God is, and that's how God just treated me, and um, I, I, I'm, I, I don't have an over-inflated view of myself, but mm -hmm. a realistic picture... Mm -hmm. then uh, how could I not show the same to others? Mm. Um, it, it just seems like it's the, the currency of our relationships mm. as brothers and sisters in Christ um, is we, 
we we operate not on the U.S. dollar, but on divine grace, mm. and that grace can be extended to to each other. And certainly, there's times to push back or to um, say hard things, uh, mm. but I think those are best done um, when there's a very very strong relationship and um, just taking the long view of. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't want to use you. I want to help you grow. Mm. And so, um, I want to think in not uh, ten week blocks or ten day blocks or an hour blocks, but ten years. Yes. And so, um, gosh, I've just had so many people who, um, by God's grace, have 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 treated me well in mm. those ways. And um, if in any small way, I can try to pass on that to others uh that's a real gift mm. um so that that would be some of what's kind of going on in my head yeah um, so helpful additionally um it's if we want to put flesh on that mm -hmm. then read the gospels and look at how jesus treated people mm. and uh, jesus is god incarnate um, and also the most human human that there's ever been and um, he just displayed uh, tremendous uh, patience with his disciples mm -hmm. and didn't go off the rails when they treated him in a way that was less than he deserved. And his greatest concern wasn't, um, do they uh, make me feel good about myself? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I've got a long, long, long ways uh, to go. Um, but those are some of the things I found helpful. Those are all really helpful. And as you were talking, um, it just, there's lots of good resources that all kind of point us to that same spot. Yeah. Like how you talked about how um, it, if if our goal is to feel better about ourselves, mm -hmm. then that's like never going to be a good thing. Um, a few years ago, one of our... Um, adopted missionaries, um, Julie Hoshiwara, mm -hmm. she was talking to me about some problems I was having and she had listened for months and months. Um, and then one day she finally said, Gracie, I, I just have to say this, uh, and I, I love you so much, but I think there's a book that could be really helpful to you. It's just a tiny little book and it's called the freedom of self forgetfulness. Mm -hmm. Um, it's by Tim Keller. Yep. And she said, I think this would really help um, if you could understand this part of yourself, like what's going on here mm -hmm. um, with a lot of this like me-based thinking. Yeah. Um, and so that book is about the ego and it talks about how um, when we get hurt by someone, um, that the pain that we feel, we feel pain because something's broken. Mm -hmm. What's broken mm -hmm. when we get hurt from someone? Is it them or is it us? Mm -hmm. Like we... It's us. We get hurt because our egos are broken. That's the whole premise of the book. Um, so when we find ourselves comparing ourselves to other people or boasting um, or feeling that like the sting of when somebody doesn't think about us first mm -hmm. and thinks about themselves first, <laughs> um, 
um, that we can really attribute to the fact that there is a brokenness inside of us in our ego. Um, and so that's what the Lord is working on. He's working to make that um, whole. He's working to patch that up. Um, but you have to have a bone set um, when it's broken. Um, so those times that we feel a sting from other people, we can think of it as grace of the, the bone being set um, and things like that. Yeah. So that is one resource that I thought That's of great. while you were talking yeah. that I would really commend to anyone. We'll put it in the show notes. Great. <laughs> Good. That is an excellent um, little book. You can do it in one sitting. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that book helped my relationships with people more than like almost any other book mm-hmm. because humility is uh impossible if we keep thinking about ourselves all the time and relationships with others are impossible if we keep thinking about ourselves all the time so we really have to work toward this idea of humility this idea of um people are not in my life to make me feel better Mm. um that's a whole nother book uh (laughs) when people are big and god is small by ed welch yes so i think katina will be a guest later and talk more about that book um But its premise is the idea we're not an empty cup that needs to be full of love. Um, But that is what we believe our nature to be. Um, So when we can believe those things, we can handle conflict so much better. So a lot of this work happens way before the conflict happens. Absolutely. It happens when we're sitting with the Lord, actually like looking into our hearts and seeing like, do I believe that I've been made whole by you? Do I believe that you've given me everything that I need? Um, and if you don't believe those things, praying for them mm-hmm. and just like really begging God to uh, to be able to show you his love. Um, I know recently it's come up a few times with friends being disappointed in themselves um, in how they handle things and thinking that they need to somehow... Um, that they're not, that God is unhappy with them. Mm, and I think that that is actually related very largely to this topic. Sure. Um, if you are the type of person who feels perfectionistic, who feels um, like they have to uh, act a certain way to get approval, you likely are putting that upon God as well. And if you are putting that upon God, then he is not fulfilling you in the way you need to be fulfilled relationally. And that means, therefore, every single one of your relationships (laughs) will be broken. Because we have to be able to see God as, if he is um, our savior, if Jesus is our savior, and if God is our father, the Bible says he's singing over us, Mm -hmm. that he's rejoicing in us, um, that he delights in looking at us, that he... uh, is just so happy to look down on us every single day, um, regardless of what we have done. Um, so yes, there's a daily repentance for us, but sure. his disposition toward us is joy and love first. Yeah. Um, and that's what leads us to any repentance. Yeah. Um, so if we don't understand that, then we will be seeking our whole lives <laughs> to have someone else's disposition toward us to be those things Mm -hmm, first mm -hmm. and it won't be Mm -hmm. because there's no other god no other person Mm -hmm. that will have that like selfless love toward Mm -hmm. us that will constantly be rejoicing in us (laughs) that's not their job (laughs) i constantly rejoice in myself not Mm -hmm. other people (laughs) um so hopefully i can more and more get to the point where i'm rejoicing in other people but i can't do that um um 
omnipresently. Okay, <laughs> <So> <laughs> I can only do that one person at a time, mm-hmm. but God can do that for us all the time. Sure. And so I think that as we work on that relationship with him and those foundational things, um, slowly over time, our relationships with other people will just improve so much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm, so, that was a lot. Well, <laughs> really helpful. Um, so we don't need to get things from people that we can only get from God. Yes. And when we do end up in a situation where that's what we're trying to do, then it's going to derail that relationship. Absolutely. Um, or, or internally, we're going to feel like it's derailed mm-hmm. uh, because you're you're expecting something that uh, can't. You know, I don't get in my car expecting it to fly me to uh, <laughs> Florida as yes. cool as it would be to go to the beach. Yes. Um, that's not what the car can do. Mm-hmm. And a relationship can't uh, fulfill. Um, in ways that only God can satisfy the deepest longings and needs mm. of the human mm-hmm. heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we that certainly frees us up to um, to be in more healthy relationships with one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. If mm-hmm. we're not demanding from them things that that can't provide, right? Maybe if we try to try to um, wind this down in some practical and some real practical mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, what should we do right now if we just feel, and in fact are perhaps, uh, really distant mm-hmm. from um, not the people we live with, yes, but from most everyone else? Right. What should we do? Um, I think the number one thing is to call when you don't want to call. Okay. I think that that is actually uh, part of the problem with all of this is that you don't know where people are at with wanting to see people. Sure. And we let that be an excuse. Yeah. If you call, it's not an excuse ever. So you can always start with a call. Okay. Um, and I just super recommend that. I think I've had three or four awkward interactions with people over text. And then I was like, that, I don't know what to do about this. I don't know if they mm-hmm. want to see me. And then it's like, oh, I could just call them. <laughs> and, <laughs> so then I call and it's almost like immediate. Mm-hmm. As soon as you hear those voices, even though it is a little bit sad, to not be able to see them in person, um, having that open line of communication um, just makes a huge difference. It like immediately dissipates conflict yeah. when yeah. you hear someone's voice. Yeah. Um, so no, it's not same emotionally satisfying, but it is a safeguard for sure. That if you're feeling tension with somebody, pick up the phone and call mm-hmm. them. Like mm-hmm. there is no reason to feel tension that doesn't need to be felt. Especially if you're kind of the type of person who makes your own narrative in mm-hmm. your brain about right. what they're thinking. Find out what they're thinking. Stop mm-hmm. making it up. You yeah. know? Yeah. You don't get to decide what they're thinking. And they're probably, <laughs> they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about all the problems in their life, just like you are. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I think that if you can call and actually ask how they are and show them love, show them kindness, um, have the purpose of the call be to... Um, see how you can encourage them that day um really poke into anything that they say about feeling like distant or lonely ask them like um what are you is there anything that's helping you like (laughs) can you describe to me more how that feels those are great (laughs) yeah all of those types of questions i think are are really helpful agreed um and just have a default of kindness um treating people with that um karen swallow prior says that kindness is related to kinship in the mm. in their like etymology. 
Um, so the meaning of those words is related, that when we treat someone kindly, we're treating them like family. Mm, and not good. everybody has a great family. Right. Um, yeah. more, but, than, more than not, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, having that disposition toward treating people as if they are the people you just love the most dearly and have a dedication to that isn't just a friend dedication. Yes. Yes. So I think that's what we do with all these people in church that we're not seeing very often. That happens yes. in life with family. And um, if we're lucky enough to have a family where that's working healthily, you don't just give up on people when you don't see them. Like when you see them at Christmas, you're super happy to see them. Totally. And you engage in those conversations and you ask how they are. Um, and uh, we can all have that relationship with the people here at church. Totally. Um, so not assuming that time or distance means that the relationship is going badly but just assuming that it's a season and that we can keep loving one another like we would love family that's fantastic really really helpful way to to sort through that and think about it thank you mm -hmm. so we um in, in christ our most important relationship has been restored our relationship with god yes and therefore because of that uh, then we are uh, people who, having been made in his image and now being remade in the image of Christ, we can pursue restored relationships with each other. Mm. And m most fundamentally, that's what the church is. Um, it's a, a group of people who've been rescued by the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, put in the family of God, mm. and now uh, seeking to live as brothers and sisters in Christ. And so, uh, church, we want to encourage you um, to to take seriously uh, the pursuit of each other mm -hmm. and to to pursue them with the disposition that Gracie has talked about today uh, and uh, to do so with with vigor um, <laughs> and uh, to recognize that um, while um, while we're not living through um, a, a war or, or something really horrendous like that this is nonetheless a real crisis. Mm. And um, there's a reason why if you're really bad in prison, they put you in isolation mm -hmm. because it's the most terrible thing. Mm. And so um, we're, we're living with a degree of isolation that's unhealthy. Mm. And so do what you can um, within your own particular circumstances to live out your membership commitment. And uh, we'll all really help each other in the ways that God has said the body is supposed to. Mm. And you've given us a great framework for thinking about that. Thanks so much. Well, thank you. Um, any closing thought? Uh, just that <laughs> everything that I said today was learned from other people being mm. kind enough to me mm. to give me their thought and attention and energy. Um, and so the more we can do that for other people and take the focus off of ourselves and just share this kindness of loving others, um, the more it will just continue to seep through our church body. Amen. Thanks, church. Thanks, Grace. Thank you for listening to this episode of Jesus is Better. For more info, visit us at www.churchonmill.org. That's churchonmill.org.